Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Today on the show, we have Claire Verdery. She is the VP of Sales and Marketing at Proudsource Water. Uh, this is a cool conversation. We get into really how to take a pragmatic approach to building out your marketing plan. Claire spent time at Coca-Cola, you know, really cut her teeth there and then was able now to move over to Proudsource Water, which is, you know, a young and agile company, much more of the startup mindset. So she just walked through like, how do they make priorities? And then how do they start to actually knock out those tasks? And how does it fit into the larger strategy? So if you're in the CPG space, I think you'll enjoy this one. But before we get into it, as always, this show is brought to you by our team. And our team is over at Cave Social, cavesocial.com. We're a marketing agency that helps companies grow online through social media. So you're feeling stuck on social media, head over to cavesocial.com, hit that contact us, book a free consultation. We'd love to help you out. All righty, sit back, relax. Let's get into this episode. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. Today, we are welcoming Claire Verdery to the show. She is the VP of Retail Sales and Brand Marketing at Proud Source Water. Claire, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk. We had some interesting dialogue going on pre-show, pre-recording about uh, marketing, some of the, I guess, pragmatism that we, we should have in our plans. But before we get into that, I want to pass the mic to you and let you kind of tell your story. How did you find your way to Proud Source Water? Yeah, absolutely. It's an interesting story. I'll start a little bit. I'll kind of back up and just give you some background and myself and my family. So I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. Um, my father owned his own business. His My grandfather did. His sisters did. So I've always wanted to do something more entrepreneurial. Out of school, I worked at an ad agency. And then from there, I, I started a greeting card business with a friend of mine. And we did that for about seven years. But after the greeting card business, I ended up uh, moving over to Coca-Cola. And I had a wonderful opportunity to learn a ton from some great mentors, bosses, executives at Coca-Cola within, I would say, commercial sales and marketing. My most recent role within Coca-Cola, I was the GM and head of brand marketing for the Honest Tea and Honest Kids brand. So I kind of went from a a large organization to managing an office of a smaller team for the Honest Tea brand. And that really gave me an idea of what it was like to work on a smaller brand within a large portfolio, but also a brand that had a lot of presence in the natural channel that was focused on better for you ingredients that was a little bit more niche. And I got to understand that there were lots of entrepreneurs out there that were starting their own better for you brands. And I, I knew that I kind of wanted to eventually be a part of that. So I made the decision after having my son, he's two years old right now, we made the decision to, to relocate to Colorado, which is where I grew up. And in doing so, I chose to, to leave Coca-Cola, which wasn't an easy decision. Over the holidays, when I was coming home, I actually found the Proud Source water brand at the Denver airport and I picked it up. It is a, a naturally alkaline spring water that is bottled in aluminum. But at the time, I had not drank a just a still water out of aluminum. And so I was a little bit suspicious wondering what it would taste like. I didn't know if it would have a very good taste profile. And I was pleasantly surprised. The product taste, it was fresh, it was cold and crisp. And, and uh, I, I really was impressed with the taste profile. And I started reading more about the product on the bottle. And I, I really liked to hear a bit more about the mission that was communicated on the bottle. And so I decided to send an email 
through LinkedIn to the founder of Crowdsource Water. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm relocating. If you're ever looking for marketing help, I'd love to have a conversation with you. And in March of 2020, so just last year, the founder of Crowdsource Water reached out to me and we started to have a few conversations. This was right at the beginning of when COVID started. So it was quite unusual. Um, had phone conversations that led to video conversations. And then I was offered a role to, to join the company. So the reason I give you the history of the entrepreneurial interest is because I feel like everything I did at Coke really has prepared me to create strategy and structure around building a brand. And now I finally have that opportunity to, to kind of work in a, in a passion work on something that's a little bit closer to my passions. So it's it's been great. Yeah, and something that is fast-paced and where agility is needed, where, you know, Coca-Cola, a lot of times it's like, uh, you know, those ships that go through ice and they're just <laughs> like can crack right through ice. I feel yes. like when you're in the behemoth, like sometimes it doesn't really matter if a little ice cube's in your way, where when you're in the startup, it's much more like you're in the speedboat going yes. around the ice. you got to figure out ways to get distributors, to get on shelves, to, hey, are we going to, what's our model going to look like from uh, direct to consumer versus retail? And yes. all of those things, you're fighting for that shelf space. Like all of those things are very, very interesting and invigorating, I'm sure. Absolutely. Now, now building off of that, right? You come from Coca-Cola, you're there with the, the Honest Brand, and you're now in the startup. And I'm sure the team... You know, there's grandiose vision, but things want to get accomplished. There's big ideas. But how have you approached really saying, okay, here's the vision, here are these big ideas, but what's five feet in front of us that we can tackle today? Like, what is our, you know, our baseline strategies? How do we put these into play? I'd love to hear, yeah, how you're approaching really the pragmatic side of, of strategy and execution. Absolutely. So I would say when I when I joined the brand, you know, we had a, a bottle design and we were in retailers and we had a pricing strategy. But outside of that, there were not a lot of tools to to really generate awareness of our brand. And I would say it's still somewhat challenging based on limited budgets. But what I knew we needed to do was really put our plan on paper and decide what is our objective this with our brand? How do we see ourselves compared to competition? What is our positioning within the premium water space, both compared to premium spring waters, but also to waters that are bottled in, in more sustainable packaging? And how are we unique and different? So we actually worked with an agency in Boulder, TDA Boulder, to help us determine what our brand strategy would be. So I would say that was one of the first components is to determine who we wanted to be in, you know, and communicate that appropriately to the consumer. Then we actually redesigned our package. When you are a startup and you have limited funds to invest in marketing, you know, your most important asset is your product. And so ensuring that you have a clear communication strategy on your package is extremely important. So we redesigned our package. The package was beautiful before, and I think we got great feedback from consumers. But what we tried to do is take some of the fundamental marketing principles about simplifying the package, having a communication hierarchy on pack that ensured that there was a story that was being told through the package is what we really focused on first because we knew that we had to get that right. And I would say from there, what we are now focusing on is retail execution. So ensuring that we are getting available in as, in as many stores as possible, but having the right pricing strategy compared to the competition and right promotional strategy to ensure that we are turning 
fast enough on shelf to warrant that space and to grow in the future. So it's really been kind of getting the fundamentals right. And that's the the package and the pricing strategy. Yeah, which speaks to ultimately the consumer experience, right? I think uh, I've had a couple of CMOs on the show who've said like products should all fall under marketing because we really have to understand that from when they first see the brand at an airport, like we talked about, uh, or you talked about in your intro, to then when you buy it, what's that sound when the bottle opens to the taste, like everything that's happening in that experience is a touch point with the consumer, because getting them to try is one thing, getting them to repeat purchase is everything. Yes. And looking at that, the packaging, I think is that experience is so, so clutch. So that's cool. I like that. Now, in terms of the retail strategy, right? And looking at getting in with retailers, is it predominantly like, are you looking at certain hubs that maybe show more propensity to buy the natural spring water and starting like that? Are you looking at a national distribution strategy? What has that been like? Sure. Happy to give you a little bit more background on that. So when the product was launched in 2017, the first large customer was Sprouts. And CJ Pennington and Cole Pennington, they're the two Pennington brothers who were co-founders of Proudsource. They were able to get it into Sprouts, which was a huge opportunity. And that kind of took the brand from an initial idea to saying, I, okay, I think we really have something here. After we got into Sprouts, we then moved into several regions of Whole Foods. And then we started talking to some of the co-ops within the natural channel. So when I say natural channel in retail, I'm really speaking about those stores that are somewhat more focused on health and wellness compared to a conventional retail, which would be like a Kroger or a Target or a Walmart. So I'd say strategically, we knew we had an opportunity with premium spring water in the natural channel, but we have to build out that case. So right now we're in probably about 70% of the natural channel when you look at our distribution. And then we've started to move into conventional retail. So we're in several banners of Albertson Safeway. We're selling in HEB in Texas. We have a strong foothold with Publix in the Southeast and then also Stop and Shop in the Northeast. So our goal right now is to move from natural to conventional, but still ensure that we have this quality product that appeals to the consumer. And I'd say within the conventional channel, probably the biggest barrier is the perception of still water and aluminum. Will that taste profile, will that taste profile be there? So we Mm. really need to ensure that we are driving trial and conventional to your point to, to ensure that we drive trial and then repeat purchase. And so right now we're really focusing on growing our conventional footprint. That will become much more interesting because we just signed an exclusive distribution agreement with Pepsi in the West region of the United States. So we're in the process of onboarding Pepsi as our distributor in the West region. So when you were asking about hubs, what we've seen is that the focus on sustainability and eliminating single-use plastic, in particular, it's the consumers focus on that more in the Northwest, in the San Francisco area and California. California, and then also in the Rocky Mountain, Colorado areas where where I think nature and ensuring that we're focused on our environment is a bit more top of mind for those consumers. So that is why the West region has been a, a nice place for us to to launch and kind of build out our case. But we are moving east and, and trying to grow nationally. I love it. Well, that's some great news of the distribution. And then too, yeah, looking at those markets where it really resonates And sustainability is a massive, massive issue. I mean, I'm here in LA and I can't tell you the amount of times the Chamber of Commerce has even said like, hey, this is like coming. We want to celebrate sustainable brands. We're looking at that. I mean, we did some work with the Sustainable Brands Conference going up and doing video for them. And I saw like that conference even opened my eyes to like, oh, this is a like 
this is more than a movement. Like this is yes, coming. Like this is the is. future. And it's exciting to be a part of that. And I, I think you said something very interesting at the start where you said, okay, this is here. There's this mm-hmm. space, but where do we fit in the space? Which is an exercise that I, I think a lot of brands are probably missing. They think yeah. that they're all things to everybody. And <laughs> uh, it's definitely inter- <laughs> definitely interesting to hear. Now, I want to move on to looking at these, this like, the strategy that you all have really orchestrated and you're starting to go through your steps, right? You're working, but do you have a system or anything in place that kind of opens up the ideas bucket for those big grandiose ideas that really, you know, push the envelope and then you kind of reel back in and see what would work? Is there anything systematically or at a company level that's taking place? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we have weekly marketing meetings and we've had brainstorming or strategy meetings just around what our plan looks like. I think when we have big, grandiose ideas. So one example is that our product, one of the propositions that we like to share with customers is that aluminum is much more recycled than plastic. Only 8% of the world's plastic is recycled and the majority ends up in landfills. What we've found is through that stat, a lot of consumers don't realize what is actually recycled in their area. And we feel like that that's something that CrowdSource could lead the charge on in communicating this to consumers so that they really learn a little bit more about recycling and they understand why bottling in aluminum is much more beneficial or much more of a sustainable choice than bottling in plastic or bottling in recycled plastic. And so one of our grand ideas is how could we create a hub for consumers where we could communicate this information? Now, knowing that that would be very difficult because our core competency is is focused on bottling and marketing water. We know that we won't have the time and, and energy to do that, but I think what we encourage our team to do is think about through our existing partnerships, are there ways that we might be able to get around that and partner with organizations to do that sort of thing? And so we're in the process of working closely with waste management on determining, you know, what does sustainability look like for Proudsource, but then could we take it a step further and even start to communicate to consumers through our partners about how do you really make sustainable choices? Do you understand what is recyclable in your area? What are the some of the small things that you can do on a daily basis to make make moves toward a more sustainable future. I love that looking for partners who can take that and amplify it, right? Who yes. people who aren't necessarily competitors but share customers or share community, they can take that message to the next level to help consumers understand like not only hey, this is recyclable and sustainable, but why that matters right. and why that is good for them to you know partake in that and yes. to understand that when they make the choice and go to proud source water Oh, I'm contributing personally positive levels. It's it's very similar. Uh, you'll see some companies talk about their footprint they've saved or the amount of trees they've planted by switching to a certain paper or something that yes, happens. And yes. it's like, oh, they're direct results, right? I think that's so important for consumers to to see. And I think the world is waking up. And I say the world, I mean Canada, USA, Mexico is waking up to like, oh, these choices matter. Yes. Um, over the course of my life, and 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 they will impact the globe. So if I can make a choice that is a a more sustainable choice or something that aligns with my value set, why wouldn't I? Absolutely. And I think what we're finding is a lot of our customers have initiatives where they are trying to eliminate single-use plastic on their premises. So for example, the Wynn Hotels in Las Vegas, they're one of our our biggest customers. We actually create a co-branded bottle, so it has Wynn branding on it, Um, but it's a huge focus for them. So how do we partner with other customers that are trying to do that and, and 
provide a solution to a problem that, that they're facing. I love it. And I'm excited to see what you all come up with next. Now, Claire, before I let you go, let people know where can they learn more about Proudsource Water and where can they connect with you online? Yes, absolutely. So they can visit our website, proudsourcewater.com. We also highly encourage you to follow us on Instagram. Um, what we're really trying to do from a social standpoint is create a very diverse community of people that are focused on eliminating single-use plastic, but that also can truly appreciate the quality of natural alkaline spring water. Um, so I'd encourage you to follow us on Instagram and feel welcome to reach out to me. You can find me on LinkedIn under Claire Verdery. Send me a note and I'll make sure that I connect with you offline, you know, through a personal email. Amazing. And everybody, I will put links to those in the show notes page so you can go get yourself some Proudsource water and you can connect with Claire. Claire, thanks so much again for coming on today. Thank you, Jordan. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll catch you next time. Um.